Okay, this is Inner City Press's first podcast for today, Wednesday, December 1, 2021, here in the Southern District of New York Courthouse, covering the U.S. versus Ghislaine Maxwell trial. It's the third day, and on the stand is witness one, victim one, Jane. That's a pseudonym. Um, and Maxwell's lawyer, Miss Menninger, has continued the cross-examination. Um, yesterday, there were some... Uh, the government uh, elicited from Jane that her father was a now-deceased composer and conductor, which the defense has argued basically outed her. So they threw in the name of a sibling. There's been some pushback and some filing, and today the questioning by Ms. Menninger continued, first on the issue of where the uh, Jane's family had been living at the time she applied to Interlochen Music School in Michigan. Was it a pool house, indicating relative lack of resources and greater vulnerability to Epstein, money, and uh, sleaze? Or was it a larger house, making it more of a choice? I guess it's the implication. I'm not saying that. I'm saying they focused a lot on where she was living at a particular time. And it, to be honest, it wasn't uh, yesterday Jane had said something. She never lived in a country club. They came up with an address from a 302, which is an FBI document for the interview. These 302s came up again in a very graphic way because it appears, again, the 302s are not part of evidence. In fact, everything about Jane is being sealed, so you can't see this. But from the way manager is, uh, you know, coyly, slyly, sleazily, uh, reading it into the record in the form of a question, it appears that Jane, when she was interviewed by the government in 2019, uh, said that Maxwell, Ghislaine Maxwell, never saw her, and these are her words, not mine, uh, this manager reading from the 302, which is apparently Jane's words, if you can follow that, uh, never, that Maxwell never witnessed uh, Jane perform oral sex on Epstein or uh, masturbate Epstein or that Ghislaine Maxwell never used a sex toy or vibrator on Jane. I'm, I'm kind of, this is what we're dealing with here in day three of the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, and it's going to, there's three other witnesses coming forward. And clearly the defense is going full guns blazing. They have absolutely zero problem getting into this. And this is Ghislaine Maxwell. In any event, it's a short break, so this will be a short podcast. We've asked the United Nations in writing why it is that Antonio Guterres, the Secretary General, had a representative on Ghislaine Maxwell's Terramar Foundation board. I asked that while I was still in the UN, then I was roughed up and banned from the UN. Now, quite a few, you know, 1,344 days, can't really keep track. We've had a law firm called Quinn Emanuel write to them about, hey, what's up? Let him back in. No answer, because they feel they're totally immune, they don't have to do anything. Um, really, they shouldn't get any public money if they're going to censor, that's my view. Um, and again, they, they may or may not do good works, but if, if you can only do your work by beating up and censoring the press, then maybe you should find a better NGO. Okay, on that note, Inner City Press, you can find us online. Uh, Matthew Russell Lee, Court Case Cast, to be continued.